0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 848, and we're looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 47 to 56. Let's read the passage. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, suddenly arrived, a large mob with swords and clubs with with him from the chief priests and elders of the people. His betrayers had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he is the one. Arrest him. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Friend, Jesus asked him, why have you come? Then they came up, took hold of Jesus, and arrested him. At that moment, one of those with Jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword. He struck the high priest's servant, cut off his ear. Then Jesus told him, Put your sword back in its place, because all who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call on my Father, and he will provide me here and now with more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple, and you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened so that the writings of the prophets will be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. This is the gospel according to Matthew. Matthew's writing this gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in this section now of the last night of Jesus' life. He had gathered with his disciples for the Passover meal, the Last Supper. And during that, he predicted Judas's betrayal, and then we had the implementation of the Lord's Supper. After the meal, he predicted that all would abandon him, and that Peter would deny him three times. They went to the Garden of Gethsemane, on the Mount of Olives, for prayer. He took Peter, James, and John with him, stepped off a ways to pray, and asked the Lord if possible take this cup from me but not my will but your will and then came back with the three and said my betrayer is here so we pick it up in verse 47 he's he's just said my betrayer is here while he was still speaking judas one of the 12 suddenly arrived a large mob swords and clubs with with him from the chief priests and elders of the people so Matthew specifically says Judas, one of the 12. This is highlighting that this is Judas. Judas, one of the 12, the one betraying him, the one that Jesus predicted would betray him. the One where Judas says, certainly not I, Lord. And Jesus said, you're the one said it. So Judas is here to betray Jesus. It says a large mob with swords and clubs. How large of a mob? We don't know. We can't say a big enough group that the disciples are scared. So it's probably more than the group of disciples. Now who is this mob with swords and clubs? It says from the chief priests and elders of the people. So that's the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders. They're the ones that have decided to arrest Jesus. And so it's a group that they have sent. Is it A group of volunteers, a group of like-minded people, is it the temple guards, is it some Roman soldiers? We really can't say, and everybody's got their own ideas. I go along with, it's the temple guards. But it could be a detachment of soldiers. It's the Passover time, and there's always a heightened level of security on the part of the Roman government. Have the chief priests and elders of the people asked the Roman commander to send along a detachment? Could be. I suspect it's just the temple guards, but they're specifically there on behalf of the Sanhedrin, the religious leaders. Verse 48, his betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss, he's the one, arrest him. Well, why didn't he just show where Jesus is and they go arrest him? Well, nighttime for one thing, so it's probably dark. And do they really even know who Jesus is or what he looks like? It's not like they have wanted posters with Jesus's picture on it. So Judas is going to identify the man for sure. Verse 49. So immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Notice Judas calls Jesus Rabbi. As we pointed out in Matthew's Gospel, only people that call Jesus teacher or rabbi are non-believers, non-followers. And this, I think, is Matthew's way of highlighting that Judas is no longer part of the family, part of the group. Verse 50, friend, Jesus asked him, why have you come? Then they came up, took hold of Jesus, and arrested him. So Jesus responds pleasantly to Judas and the actual Translating of this next phrase, why have you come, is is difficult. It's a kind of sentence fragment. Is it a question? Is it a statement? Is he saying, do what you've come to do? Or is he asking why? Uh, The point here is Jesus responds to Judas about the reason for his coming. Verse 51. At that moment, one of those with Jesus reached out his hand and drew his sword. He struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Well, we know from John's gospel that it was Peter. He's the one that did it. And that kind of fits with what we know of Peter's temperament. He seems to be fairly uh, spontaneous. So he responds and goes to defend Jesus. He said he would defend Jesus. And he does. So he struck the high priest's servant and cut off his ear. Now, high priest's servant probably should be understood as a high-ranking assistant to the high priest, not just some lowly servant, but some high-ranking person of importance. And we're not told any more here. Matthew doesn't include it, but Luke does. Luke tells us that Jesus immediately touched the man and healed him. That's why Peter probably isn't arrested, because there was an immediate healing, and they're there to arrest Jesus. Verse 52, Then Jesus told him, Put your sword back in its place, because all who take up the sword will perish by the sword. Now, there's a lot of debate over this, and that's where don't make it say more than it does say, and be careful about making something universal about this. Some say this calls for being a complete pacifist, that there is no place for any kind of self-defense or anything. Well, Be careful with that. Others say it refers to trying to advance the gospel with force. That's the group I would fall in. We're not going to make the gospel work. We're not going to advance the gospel through the sword. And specifically in this case, this would be trying to take control of the situation where Jesus has it under control. Now, some notes along with this. At the Last Supper, Jesus said, it's going to get bad, so you're going to need a sword. The disciples said, we've got two. Jesus said, that's enough. And here Jesus says, put your sword back in its place, not throw that thing away. So, in this specific situation, the sword is inappropriate. Jesus is the victim here. Jesus is in charge. So he says, Or do you think that I cannot call on my Father, and he will provide me here and now with more than 12 legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? Now a legion is 6,000 soldiers. So 12 legions, what Jesus is saying is, all I have to do is say the word, and there'll be thousands of angels here to defend me. You group of disciples with your two measly swords are not going to make it happen. There's a large mob here with clubs and swords. And the point here, how then would the scriptures be fulfilled? This is God's plan. This is the plan that it happened this way. So don't get in the way and try to subvert God's plan. Verse 55. At that time, Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs as if I were a criminal to capture me? Every day I used to sit teaching in the temple, but you didn't arrest me. But all this has happened so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Then Jesus said, you treat me like a criminal. You you could have arrested me any point during this week in the temple, but you were afraid to. So come out at night and do it this way. He says, but that's the way it's been predicted according to the scripture. Now, is he referring to Isaiah 53:12 that It says God's servant would be counted among the lawbreakers. Possibly. But all this is Jesus is in control. We see Jesus basically refreshed from his time of prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He's, he's calm and collected and in control now. And he's going to go along with them willingly. They're not going to drag him away. He's going to, even now, he's lecturing them uh, for their way they're arresting him. So to try and intervene with the sword would be to try and intervene in God's plan. This is God's plan. And then that last phrase, we see all the disciples deserted him and ran away. Now we'll see that actually John and Peter tag along. They fall back. They stop trying to interfere, but they, they follow Jesus as he's led away. So we've had the betrayal of Judas now. Jesus has been arrested is now going to be brought to the religious leaders. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.